When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello. Hello. We're back. Yeah. What I the know. hell? We were gone. I know. We were gone for a week. I know. That's weird. I'm Life sorry. just ends up happening. But we are back. And before we even get into the episode, I want you guys to be well well informed about what's going on on the podcast life. The so happenings. Today, we will be doing the episode that was planned for last week. And then after this is done, we'll probably take a short break to use the washroom. Perhaps, if that's what you need Maybe to do. Maybe pat Navi's young head. Possibly. Who knows? And then we will reconvene and do the Patreon episode that was to be due yesterday and have that posted. And then, I know what you're thinking, we skipped a whole week. Now, Monday is when we're going to come out with the episode that was planned for today. Isn't that crazy? Just the schedule's all confusing and stupid, but... We're doing it. Yeah, so you guys, you will not miss an episode. It it, it took it. It had a delay. It had some extra time, but you will not be missing an episode by any means. Uh, we will just have two, and then you'll get the next one next Friday. So no, that's true. Three in the span of seven days. It's crazy the amount of episodes that we promised will be delivered just on a on a delay. Absolutely. So. With that being said, we are back. It's We are starting a cult, as usual. Yeah, that's grand up, Jake. We're just the fucking... We just hang out. We're your friendly neighborhood podcast, pretty much. You know, we just do... That, that happens. Do. Yeah, that's us. We just do this, because uh, fucking... Why not, man? Why not? We're going to talk about some fucking uh, cursed shit. Again. Indeed we are. Was we, this the third time we're doing one of these? You know, I think it is. I'm going to look it up before I I'm pretty sure, this. because... I want to appropriately title this episode, but... um, I have a file on my computer of podcast notes, and this is Cursed Shit Part 3. Okay, then, yeah. So there's two other ones. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Um, But, yeah, we're going to... It's more... This is more of, like, the lax episode. We were taking a break uh, from the... The more intensive things that we were doing. Yeah, very sad and and gunny stuff. Holy shit, that was the last thing we did, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while, too. We haven't had, like, a full week where we didn't do one in a fucking while. It's been about a year. Yeah, when we we had the recording equipment snafu with the wrong computer, uh, that was last summer. So we're going, it was about 10 months, give or take some time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, so this, this is a kickback, if you will. This is just a little... 
shit talking, having fun, talking yeah. about some curses, cursed objects, things of that nature. All these things. And then, um, yeah, I hope you guys uh, just fucking enjoy it. I don't know. Have yourself a pop tart. Yeah. Possibly um, a nice drink down uh, a Kool Aid. Uh, maybe a nice chilled hot chocolate. Um, so nest quick. Yeah, maybe. why not? You know, yeah. just live it up a little bit. Have maybe some fun. a YooHoo if you're that kind of guy. But yeah, so we are ready. How about that? <laughs> you're just scrolling your phone. Uh, yeah, you want me? So we have a bunch of different shit. I'm gonna go first, I think. Right. Yes. 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 I'm gonna talk about a fucking wedding dress. And a baker's wedding dress, to be specific. All right, so in 1936, a man named Elias, I believe. Elias, I'm going to say Elias. Baker and his cousin Roland Diller bought the Algeny Iron Furnace in Altoona, Briar County, Pennsylvania. Good <laughs> Lord. So many stupid names in this sentence. Uh, Briar County, uh, Pennsylvania, which helped the two amass an immense fortune in a relatively short amount of time. Isn't that fun? Okay. You go into business with your brother, you're just, you're just rolling in it. Um, at this time, Elias, Elias, I forgot which one I was going to say. I'm going to say Elias now. Uh, his wife, Hetty, and his two sons, David and Sylvester, moved into a mansion near the furnace. All right. Uh, during this time, Hetty... Uh, gave birth to two daughters, Anna and Margarita. Margarita, it's like Margarita the drink. View. It's like the pizza. It's well, that's like a margarita. It's like pizza, the sorry. name, and this one isn't even spelled like any of those. It's just it looks like Margaret with a T A at the end. Margaret, Margaretta, Margaretta, Margaretta. It might be Margaretta. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But that was in 1839 that she had the two daughters, right? Though, we'll never know. We'll yeah. never know how to say that name. We'll never know because she dead. died at the uh, she died at the age of two. Margareta. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Anna lived on. I was on, though. not ready for that. That no. was a blow. Okay. Yeah, Hetty's daughter Margareta Rita. She died uh, at the age of two, but Anna lived. All right, so Anna's still there. Okay. It was then in 1844 that. Elias bought his cousin Roland's share of the company, and he began construction on what would be known as the Baker Mansion the very next year in 1845. Uh, see, when you said Baker initially, I was thinking you meant like the occupation, like someone that made cakes and cookies and bread. Well, that does kind of make sense with a furnace. Yeah, that's why when you Just said that. The like, idea of heat. Because you said a baker, like the baker's dress is like... I don't I, I, I don't typically see a baker wearing a dress unless it's, you know, a fashionable event. Isn't that weird how like the last names a lot of them stem from like the occupations of ancestors? Isn't Hell that yeah. isn't that what it is? It's like it like Smith comes from like smithing. Yeah, well, it's... And, like, a shoemaker, and some people pronounce it shoemaker, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? I think it's a regional thing. It's a regional dialect. Um, it's a regional dialect. Because I know, like, the Nordics... Uh, there's that's where we get like the you know like john's son like things like yeah. that is like the son of john your last name would be my johnson. name was supposed to be johnson but ellis island fucked up yeah exactly like so, i'm nordic i was supposed to be jake johnson yeah so <laughs> it it's like that it, i think it's a regional thing it just depends yeah, 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 yeah names yeah. meant pretty much fucking nothing so it was just like yeah whatever just uh sure go ahead yeah well so yeah uh, Elias, he, he bought out his brother Roland's share of the company. He started building the Baker Mansion the very next year in 1845. 
And after four years, construction was complete. So what is that? Yeah, 1849. All right. So they moved into their house. Anna, the only daughter of the family, because remember Margarita fell to death. Uh, she, she fell in love with a lowly steel worker, Anna did. She fell in love, as you she said. She fell in love, yes. Terrible timing of words. <laughs> Her it's sister a, died. Yeah, she fell. It's a, <laughs> God damn it, dude. You need to watch Lord of the Rings so I can reference it to you. Like when Aragorn fell off the fucking side of the cliff, when the hellhounds came, and then Gimli has to tell his love interest that he fell. I refused. Fuck you. I refuse. All right. Well, she. All right. Anna, the alive daughter, she fell in love with a lowly steel worker. All right. This relationship was kept secret, and Anna and her lover planned to elope and marry in secret. Okay. Their relationship was soon found out, however, by by her father Elias, who forbade the marriage as well as their courtship. All right. He was like, no way, steel working ass. All right, Elias then bought the steel mill that the man worked at and made it so he was made to go far away. <laughs> so he didn't even kill him. He was like, I'm going to buy your company and send you off on a different fucking job. Interestingly enough, that's not the worst thing that you could do. I mean, it's shitty. It's a huge power move, I'll say that. But it's definitely like, yeah, you could have very easily just been like, I'm going to ruin your fucking life. And he's like, you know what? You're going to keep your job. Everything will be good. You just need to be somewhere not here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, that just made them unable to keep the relationship going. You know, so like they were, they were separated and, you know, Elias then attempted to win back his daughter's favor because Anna was pissed. Ariana was fucking furious. Uh, he, he tried to win back her favor by buying her fine jewels, clothing, and uh, he also presented her with a slew of suitors that oh. he thought was like uh, he thought they were just like you know worthy. Because that's exactly what the daughter wants: is the dad to decide who's appropriate. Like, how about to marry? this other guy? How about these other people? I know you really loved this man, but I found this guy, and he'd be great for you. And have you seen his pocketbook? Uh, so Anna, however, she refused all of these gestures and chose to live out the rest of her life single and bitter. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Sort of reasonable, I'd say. All right. Maybe f- a bit of an over overstretch. You know, like you can give up after a while. Like, they know you're pissed. You, know, you don't have to ruin your whole life. Yeah, I mean, you just hold it over them the entire your entire life and get I mean, you a bunch of cool stuff. You couldn't, you could have went with the guy. A bunch of cool material things. Right. Yeah. Maybe just like get a horse and buggy and be like, like dip out of that shit later. Anyway, her father died a mere few years after this all took place. Right. Uh, in, in 1948. So, but at, by this time, her lover had moved on, leaving Anna alone and sad all her life. So he just, like, moved on to a different... He, he like, started another family. Uh, So she was often seen by servants dancing by herself in the wedding dress that she had purchased in preparations for her wedding that had never come to fruition. So she's just a weirdo dancing around uh, by herself. Uh, She lived alone, dressing up in her dress until about 1914 when she passed away. Damn. And ever since then, the Baker Mansion was considered to be haunted. Right? Okay, okay, I like where we're headed. Yeah, so in, in 1941, the Baker Mansion was bought and transformed into a museum where Anna's dress was put on display, all right? So this dress is a glass case. 
It said that on nights of full moons, Anna's dress uh, displays, uh, wait, yeah, displayed in a glass case, is said to move on its own. Oh. Right, often described as as if someone's moving, as if someone's like wearing the dress and moving as if they're like checking their angles in a mirror. You know okay. what I mean? A little spooky, little yeah, spooky. That's a lot of movement. Too much. For, for, that's a lot. Too much for an inanimate object. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, some accounts also claim that the dress violently slams against the inside of the glass case as if it is trying to get out. Okay, okay. <laughs> how can a piece of clothing, even if it's haunted, how can a how could clothing ever be described as violently? I don't know. You, you, I don't know. You can like ball up a shirt and probably break a window, right? Yeah, maybe with like a fist behind it, but that with who like, knows about ghost fists? Like just a shirt. I just pictured the shirt just kind of like waddling in the wind a little. Yeah, like, like a like ghost pelvis booty bump in the side of a glass window. It's possible. It's it's violent as hell. It's insane. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it counts uh, violent slams against the against the glass there. This has been caught on tape by several paranormal investigators. Ooh, that, that's, not, that's interesting. On tape. That right? is quite interesting. I like things like that where there's footage of it, and it's like, well, someone fucking explain this thing, huh? How about yeah, that? Yeah. On top of this, the, the house itself is said to be extremely haunted. Like, furniture has been seen moving around, like, about the premises, as well as the ghost of... Elias, a woman in black believed to be his wife, Etty, or Hetty, sorry, uh, and screaming heard from Anna's brother's, wait, from the room where Anna's brother's body was stored after he died so they could wait for the soil to defrost for a proper burial. A lot of screams coming from that room. Just screams, just in general, just loud screams. Yeah, just, oh, ah, but louder. Uh, those are not screams. Those are more ah, just like, ah, I think more like, ah, like something like that. <laughs> that'd be, yeah. That'd the be, idea just like, That'd be oh, much scarier. I, I, feel, I just don't have the motivation to do that yet. Some of the next stories might, but that's the end of Anna Baker's wedding dress. It, You'll find a lot of the things that I have today, it's like, it's it's between haunting and curse. You know, because honestly, in the past two cursed episode, like, hodgepodge things that we've done, we've covered a lot of, like, the big ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of hard to find, like, cursed shit. Yeah, mine are a little bit more short, sweet, and, like, kind of enjoyable in a, in a weird way. They're not, oh, like, yeah. scary. It's more just like, that's a, that's a really funny tales like, what do you know about that it's yeah so you'll see it, it's going to be a little bit more relaxed we're gonna have to space out the next curse object one just because we need more curses we need more curses to surface we need more things to be uncovered but i got yeah. one here and a baker's wedding dress how about that we're gonna crawl all the way back to the beginning of this episode because i i actually didn't intentionally make that reference but it's going to fit here now because i'm going to talk about the curse of spider-man turn off the dark <laughs> Wait, wait, what was it? Turn Off the Dark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that like the title of a film? No, so it was a play that was written and ready to be produced oh, in the year... Oh, my God. I, go, wait, what, what? I know exactly what this is now. So in 2002, <laughs> the play, Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark. I don't get the title. I just don't get it. I cannot grasp the title. Just turn the lights on. I guess. Um. Anyways, but 2002, they're getting ready. They're going to rehearse. 
this Broadway musical that is going to explode, right? So someone named Julie Tamer, uh, this is her interpretation of superheroes and Spider-Man's New York City traversing things of that nature, okay? Um, yeah. Just constant delays. They had no, no reason to stop it. Delays were coming in and out, but this might explain possibly why. Um, Bono was in the fucking play. Okay? <laughs> I forgot about that too. <laughs> Bono, and I'm not too familiar with U2, but also another member of U2 named The Edge. Yeah, um, this is a guitar player. Yeah, he was in it as well. They're both in it. So that may or may not explain some of the scheduling conflicts. I mean, it's fucking Bono, you know? Yeah, they were probably busy at the time putting their new album on our, all our iPods. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the first problem was that the budget just went way, 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 way over the top. Um, <laughs> just on, on fucking rose-shaded glasses for Bono alone. That was a huge part of the budget. Probably. You want to know what the estimated budget was before rehearsals began? This was this is how we knew it was a problem already. Uh, $50 million. $65 million. <laughs> that was closer than I thought. Um, yeah. Um, so they're rehearsing it. They're trying to work out this budget thing, blah, blah, blah. In 2005, they're on their third year of rehearsals. They finally get shit together. They're ready. They're kind of working on it. It's encroaching. The producer, Tony Adams, dies of a heart attack at the age of 52. God damn it, Tony. He's fucking dead. Um, countless injuries happened. They said, now this is just one report. They said that 14 members of the cast were injured in separate incidences in rehearsal. It was probably all people cast to be Spider-Man swinging around a fucking in, in auditorium. Exactly true. Oh my God. Because then what happened after this, fucking OSHA steps in. Because they're like, something's going on here. We gotta, we gotta investigate. So this. you're whipping motherfuckers around a huge room. You can't do this at like a job site. <laughs> yeah. Um. So OSHA actually, upon I don't think it was their request, but after their findings and their research and details, um, Julie Tamer, the director, was fired, and she was replaced by a guy named Philip McKinley. Um, okay. And after this, they were actually rolling. OSHA was done. Everything was kind of working. But the start date kept getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back by five, six times, okay? Uh, you, oh. Bono not, was probably on the edge. It finally happened. In 2011, it finally hit Broadway, nine years after rehearsals began. Excellent. It finally hit Broadway. My that was, freshman year of high school. <laughs> now, interestingly enough... um. This is how insane that their budget was, okay? This is the final bit of bad luck of fucking Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, It shattered the records of Broadway, and in its first week, it made $2.9 million in sales. However, uh, that was just from nine performances, but the show ran for three more years, and it finally ended in 2014, and it never recouped at least 50% of the money that was sunk into the project. Jesus Making Christ. Spider-Man turn off the dark, an extreme failure of Broadway, and something that I'd never heard of. So I don't. It does not get. You'd never about. heard of this? Mm-mm. What? I did not know that that was a thing. That was a huge. It was like a, a meme for a week. <laughs> it was just fucking Spider-Man flinging himself into fucking audience members. Oh really? See, I, yeah. yeah, I was unaware. That happened during a showing of it. Okay. Okay. I like that. Insanity. But yeah, so that is the curse 
of Spider-Man, uh, turn off the... I can't... I keep saying turn off the lights, but it's, like, not what it's fucking called. No, yeah, it's supposed to subvert expectation. Um, but anyways, that's 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 what's going on here, okay? Wow. How about that one? I like that. The little... <laughs> I like that you're bringing such a modern twist to all this because all my shit happened in like the 17th century. It's okay. For my next one, I'm going back in time a little okay, bit. Okay, all right. I'm going back just a little bit. Nice. Fucking Spider-Man. All right, well, <laughs> uh, the next one I got is The Screaming Skull. Okay. Which I feel like is the title of like so many just short horror stories and like probably like, what is it? Uh, Twilight Zone, Crypt Keeper, all those things. They probably have at least one thing called the Screaming Skull, right? Oh, yeah. Somewhere along those lines. Yeah. Well, one night back in the 17th century, daughter of Sir Henry Griffith of Yorkshire, England, Anne, not Anna like the last one. This is Anne. Uh, she was walking back to her fabulous home from a neighboring village, all right? She was having a good time in a village. She was walking home, and what do you know, on her trek home, she was met with a gang of thieves, all right, who brutally assaulted and robbed her. Not good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nearby townspeople ran to her aid almost immediately, but Anne was left uh, pretty badly injured and near death. She was then taken to her home where she was made comfortable in her wait for the inevitable. All right, so she was going to die. Uh, shortly before her death, though, she made one last request to her sister. All right. Her request was that upon her death, she wanted to have her head removed and the skull kept in the house so as to remain close to the family. Okay. So, all right, so someone dies in your family, and they're like, you have to keep my arm in the house. Or any part, like the skull, anything. It's like, keep my nose petrified on the mantle. I'd like, do it. You'd I'd do, do it? it? I would. I don't have a mantle, but I would do it. <laughs> well, I might do it after hearing this story, but all right. Uh, so her sister, she was like, this is fucking crazy. But she agreed to her face. Like, she was like, totally, Anne, you got it. You fucking got it, kid. Uh, but upon Anne's death, the family buried her whole body intact in the family vault at the nearby cemetery. Okay. Right? Almost immediately after Anne's internment, strange and fucking terrifying things began happening at the Burton Agnes Manor, which was the family's home. A lot of manors in this Yeah, a lot of rich-ass folks. Uh, piercing, blood-curling screams could be heard ringing through the hallways late at night. Uh, doors began violently slamming, and loud crashes could be heard everywhere in the house, but, like, there was no evidence of any of these things. After this went on, for, like, a few days and nights with no logical explanations, the family came to the conclusion that it must be Anne's spirit in distress due to her final wishes not being honored, maybe. Okay. How about that? Maybe it's that. Uh, so the family then went to the family vault, opened the casket, and found that Anna's Anne's head was already detached from her body. What the fuck? Really? It was already detached. Not only that, but the skull was devoid of flesh and hair. The skull was bare and and separated from the body. But the body, by the way, still had flesh and hair just as it had had been like. Been like. <laughs> on the day she was buried. Okay. Like, okay. so basically the entire body was, like, perfectly intact, but her head was just a skull. Nice. That That's insane. fucking kind of weird, but I like it. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Skull head, man. Anyway, uh, so the family brought the skull back to their home, and almost immediately the strange happenings ceased. 
Okay. So they're like, all right, we got it. We got Anne's head. She's here. It's cool. There's no more loud crashes. Okay. Years later, when different members of the family moved into the manor, complete with new staff, a maid discovered the skull. And she was disturbed by this so much so that she uh, she threw the skull out an open window into a trash cart. Okay. Which is kind of a presumptuous thing to do, I'd say. Um, in any case, the horse that was pulling the cart then refused to move until the skull was removed. Okay. The horse was just being an ass. Uh, horse's so, ass. Horse's ass. And uh, this caused the manor's new inhabitants to inquire about the skull to the villagers. And after learning the backstory, the family decided to keep the skull in the house. And it's said that the skull still resides within the walls of the manor to this day. And some claim to see the ghost of Anne wandering the halls at night looking pretty content. Oh, she's cool? She's, like, cool with it? She's cool. Her head's there. All right. She's like, this is fine by Her me, head's guys. in the walls. Yeah, they, like, they boarded it up within the walls, so no uh, no other maids would, would throw it out a window. I mean, gross, but okay. <laughs> Seems like an... Like How do you a, think she, she gripped it before she threw it out the window? Like a bowling ball? Like eye sockets in the nose, like that? Or yeah. Or she just, like, was it out of fear? Who knows? I'm I'm intrigued either way. I'll tell you that I yeah. like uh, the idea of a a skull just in the. Wall. I'd be pissed if I found that and I didn't know what it was. But it's. A cool I would idea. also probably throw it in a trash cart. But I'd probably call someone first, right? I a hundred percent. I'd call a fucking museum and a priest and be like, "All right, guys, what do we do? What do we do here? Who is best to deal with this right yeah. now? Which, Which one, one of you, you wants to take on this fucking project? Which one of you is capable of handling the situation I'm in? If it's both of you, please come immediately. Please just be friends. Make it work. I'll pay anything. Yeah, I'll make it happen. So it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, that's the screaming skull. Okay. I All like right? the I like the skull screams. Those skull cool. screams. Those are cool. Yeah. My last two have to do heavily with slavery. Isn't oh. that crazy? But you can go ahead with one. Isn't that just a, a wild just, and crazy topic? Yeah. It's a rainy day outside. It seems fitting. Mine, um, this one, it's not so much a curse. Um, it's historical coincidence that I would I would say fits into the idea we're doing here today. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and use it because I, I, I enjoy it. Carry on. Um, so I'm sure... A lot of you out there have heard of the Abe Lincoln JFK connection. Yeah, all the weird things. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to. I actually did a little bit of uh, research this afternoon about this, and it's interesting because a lot more of it is true than you might actually think. Yeah, it's like, oh, he was Lincoln was killed in Ford's theater, and Kennedy was killed in a Lincoln made by Ford. Yeah, it, it's oh. weird. Yeah. So we're gonna. I'm gonna go through the list. Uh, I believe there are like 15 or something like that things. But anyways, cool. I'm gonna go ahead and go through this, and you guys can decide if it's a curse or if it's coincidence or if it's just I don't know something else. We'll yeah. fucking find out. Now that I'm on TikTok, I actually came across a TikTok that like went through all this shit, and the the conclusion that the guy came to was, if this is a proof we're in a simulation, I don't know what is. I mean, yeah. Which I don't know, man. I, I feel like that's not the first place I would go to, but it is fucking weird. It's a it's a valid thought, I guess. Why not? Yeah, fucking, I mean, we got no other valid sure. explanation. Yeah. So, Lincoln and Kennedy, each of them, their last name contains seven letters. 
interesting, interesting coinc- well. dink there. Well. Both presidents were elected to Congress in 46 and later to the presidency in 60, Lincoln being 18... 18- 46 and 1860. Naturally, naturally. Kennedy being 1946 and 1960. Yeah. Um, both married women in their 20s while themselves were in their 30s. No, oh, Robin Cradles. Both of them lost a son while they were living in the White House serving as the president. Tragedy. Both of them lost a child during their presidencies. Well, I, those two kind of go together. It's kind of the same thing. Um, both were shot in the presence of their wives. It sounds about right. Their wives were there while they got fucking shot. Okay, now this is where we start getting a little a little intriguing here. A little more details. Both assassins, John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald, were born in 39, 1839 and 1939 respectively, and were known by three names composed of 15 letters. Weird. More connections. Sort of weird. Both, wait, no, sorry, I skipped one. Skipped one. Uh, Booth ran from Ford's Theater and was caught in a warehouse. Oswald ran from the Daily Plaza warehouse and was caught in a theater. Good Lord. Both presidents were runner-ups for the party nomination for vice president in 56, 18 and 19. Yeah. Both defeated the sitting incumbent vice president. Both of the assassins were of southern descent. They were both southern men. Okay. Both assassins, or uh, sorry, both people, Lincoln and Kennedy, were particularly concerned with civil rights and made their views extremely well known. Obviously, Lincoln, you know, was the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah. And Kennedy was during, like, the civil rights movement and the March on Washington and the Jobs for Freedom and all that. Yeah. Um. Both presidents were shot on the he- in the head on a Friday and died at nearby locations. Lincoln at Peterson House, at Peterson House, which was across the street, and Kennedy, which was at Parkland Memorial Hospital, which was down the road. I have a sneaking suspicion that Kennedy may have been dead before that, considering yeah. what what his head did there. Absolutely. Have you it seen just, the footage? It it's, just did that. It, it just did that. <laughs> I forgot about that conspiracy. Um, His head just did that. (laughs) Lincoln had a secretary named Kennedy who told him not to go to Ford's Theater that night. Kennedy had a secretary named Evelyn Lincoln, whose husband Harold's nickname was Abe, and she warned him not to go to Dallas. Both Oswald and Booth were assassinated before they could be put on trial. Now, you might think these are all fucking crazy. Literally only two of those things that I said were false. Okay, only two. Well, you said false things? I did. Two of them were fake. What were the false ones? Um, Although President Kennedy did have a secretary named Lincoln, President Lincoln did not have a secretary with the last name Kennedy. Now, the situation <laughs> remains the same. Why would you say it? <laughs> You're just saying things and then like, oh, ha, well, ha. No, <laughs> I'm giving you the whole list of right. things that are said, and then I'm going back and giving you okay, like, the right. actual facts. Um, so Lincoln's secretary did warn him not to go to the theater, not because he'd be shot, just as like a, yeah, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't go. Yeah. Uh, but the last name was not Kennedy, so that, that was a, a falsity. That's just part of the conspiracy. The falsified. Um, 
So then the next one would concern where uh, Booth and Leah Harvey Oswald both went, okay? Um, so Booth did run from Ford's Theater, uh, but he was caught in a barn in Virginia, not in a warehouse. All right. And it's sort of a warehouse for animals, huh? Yeah, so it's like that one is a little open to interpretation, but he wasn't technically arrested or caught in a warehouse. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, every single other item on that list is true. Um, they both were killed before they were ever able to get to trial. Um, they both were fucking warned not to go where they went. They both got shot in the fucking dome in front of their wives after their kid had died while they were the president. A lot of coincidences here, okay? I think I heard somewhere that they both, like, dreamt of their demise, like, days before it happened. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Now, to be fair, I you know, I gotta, gotta play both sides here. You gotta, gotta, gotta give the people what they want. Yeah. It is not uncommon that these two presidents would be elected to office and the presidency in the same ending years um, because we do that every four years. So it's bound to happen. You yeah, know? it makes sense. It, it's going to happen in the future. It's happened before. It will continue to happen because that's just how our election cycle operates here. Yeah. Was, um, was Lincoln Catholic? I don't believe so. Okay. All right. I was just wondering because I'm pretty sure Kennedy was. I was like, <gasps> yeah, are Kennedy they both was. Catholic? I, I, the only reason I don't think Lincoln was is because I remember people really make a big deal about JFK being the first openly Catholic the first president. One. Okay. Um, that doesn't mean that Lincoln wasn't you know Christian or conservatively Christian. Oh, people say he was gay. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff around Lincoln. Yeah. The only thing that I know for a fact, this is directly from an Abe Lincoln journal is that one of his favorite things is sitting on the porch of the White House and smoking hemp. That, that is a real that thing. That sounds like it would be pretty chill, yeah. That is something that he thoroughly enjoyed. Um, but yeah, like I said, this it's not really a curse, but it's it's not nothing. You know what I'm trying to it's say? It's not nothing. It's a little coincidence there. And both have met it in tragedy. What's that but a curse? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like It's, it's a little fishy. There's some weird shit happening in there. Who knows? Um but I, I just I personally like that one a lot. Um, it just really is strange how coincidental their their deaths and lives were. Um, but yeah, there you have it. That's the truth behind the Abe Lincoln JFK connection. And um, it, 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 there's a lot there's more a lot truth there. to it than you think. Yeah, more truth than false etudes. So yeah, how about that, that one? That word? How about that one? How about that one? That was pretty good. Oh. All right, you, want, you ready for mine? Yes, I am. Light me up. This is the Myrtle's Plantation Mirror. All right? Not okay. barking up a storm out there. The Myrtle's Plantation of, uh, of St. Francisville, Louisiana, was built on a 600-acre plot by David Bradford in 1794. All right? Bradford was a man on the run. He, well, he was wanted for his participation in the Whiskey Rebellion of Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, he left his family to lay low and decided to build his house, which was completed in 1796. Right, so uh, three years later, in 1979, Bradford was pardoned for his crimes. And after learning of his pardon, he traveled back to Pennsylvania to retrieve his family, and then uh, he brought them back to his new home, where okay. they and he'd named the place Laurel Grove at the time, and it it turned into Myrtle's Plantation. As time went on. 
But the family then went on about their daily lives, right? Just finally together as a family. Bradford would sometimes accept law students as his apprentices. I guess he was in law. Okay. And one of these apprentices, uh, Clark Woodroff, he would go on to court and eventually marry Bradford's daughter, Sarah Matilda. I like that. Right? It's kind of nice. Uh, Bradford approved of the marriage and was happy for the couple, but unfortunately died the same year uh, that the couple was married. Right? So he was like, oh, you're married. And then he just immediately died. So over the next few years, Clark and Sarah had three kids, and uh, and they were prospering. All right? So then this is where the legend begins. Okay. Let's see this legend, baby. Oh, yeah. It was said that in 1823, a slave girl named Chloe, she baked a cake for the Woodruff family riddled with poison. Just so much poison in this cake. All right? Sarah, along with two of the three children consumed the poisoned cake and died okay <laughs> so that's that sucks uh it's said that chloe was then killed by the other slaves working on the plantation after they learned that she was responsible jesus christ which is kind of that took me back a little bit a little bit yeah a took little me bit. Uh, back not back to something i had done anyway um uh, so i'm not a murderer mitch mitch got here by the way too he's in the room uh, let's see. The grand, large, framed mirror that hangs in the Myrtles Plantation home uh, has hung there since the home's inception, and it continues to to this day, right? Despite being regularly and thoroughly cleaned, children's handprints regularly appear on the glass. Spooky. Spooky. On top of this, uh, you know, passers-by sometimes claim that they see apparitions behind them in the mirror. Okay. And it's speculated that the souls of Sarah and her two children are trapped in the mirror, forever remaining in their home. Ooh. Isn't that so spooky? The mirror isn't even the only spooky thing about the house, right? So it's kind of like a bed and breakfast now. <laughs> it's like a weird, like, attraction. Okay. And tourists claim to see the apparition of Chloe roaming the hallways, you know, the slave girl that poisoned the family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, often accompanied by the disembodied wails of children. Jeez. Which is fitting. Uh, the children, uh, the, not the children, the child of a later owner of the plantation who was stabbed to death in the house, supposedly over a gambling debt for his father, uh, the ghost of that child is said to haunt the hallways. So you can just see a stabbed kid oh. just in the hall. Okay. All right, then also, three Union soldiers also allegedly broke into the house at one point and, you know, with the intent to rob it and possibly do other things. Who knows? They were all shot to death by the owner at the time. And uh, the very spot where they all lay dead simply can't be cleaned. It just can't like, be cleaned? It just can't be cleaned. <laughs> like, uh, the floor seems to have a permanent man-sized spot that can simply not be cleansed. <laughs> right? what, a, what a fucking problem to have. It's like, I can't clean, I can't get the spot out. It won't come out. It's, it's man-shaped. Uh, man-shaped, yeah, man-shaped. Yeah, man-shaped uh, uh, fucking... Grime, yeah. And honestly, throughout the time that the plantation has existed, tragedy and death seem to plague each family uh, that inhabit it. Uh, which, and each leaves its mark on the property, right? Okay. The mirror, however, seems to be like the main focal point of the hauntings, uh, you know, like a window to, the, to those cursed to be housed within the glass. Right, I'd right. Say. 
That's me really trying to tie it into the mirror because I think this is more of just a haunted house. Yeah, it's, but it's that's just the a, Myrtle Plantation mirror. <laughs> it's just a scary fucking mirror. I yeah. don't know what else to say about that. Yeah. I don't want to be a part of that mirror. No, nah, get the mirror out of here. Break it. That's bad luck, but, you know, better than this. I do love the man-sized fucking dirt that just cannot be removed. <laughs> I don't even know if it's dirt. They're just like, like, everything I read was just like, it's a spot that simply can't be cleaned. <laughs> it's just like a scuff or something. I, like, Swiffers hate him. Yeah, like, can you, you know? like, like, buff it out or something? Or like, I don't nope. know. You know, like you get like a wood floor, and they say like get a walnut and like rub the walnut, and it'll like you know match the color or whatever. You know, maybe we could suggest that. Have you tried walnuts? Yeah, I don't know. What we'll say for this death spot? Try something. Maybe try like a crystal ball or some shit. I don't fucking know. Maybe just like get a new floor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it'll seep through like 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 water. That actually would be intriguing. To see if they were able to get like a new flo- whatever it is like a floor or a carpet or whatever the fuck, and it w- would it still be there? Like would it, would it is it a foundational issue? It, bad pipes? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's three full grown men bleeding out on a single spot. I, I'd imagine that's a hard thing to get out. Yeah, especially the fact that if one is tricky enough, I imagine. I don't think it's ever going to be the same unless you redo it. But if you got multiples, that's a that's an issue for another day. No, oh, yeah. Meanwhile, there's a fucking mom and her kids trapped in a mirror and off to down the down the hallway. It's nuts in there. Yeah, you don't. It's wanna, nuts in there. You don't want to check that place out. Yeah, I'll tell you this. Well, I'll tell you this. I got one more, and this one also relates to presidents. Okay, how about that? Just presidential curses. Um, we're gonna talk about the curse of Tippecanoe. How about that? That sounds native. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's it's also referred to as Tecumseh's Curse, okay? And after William Henry Harrison's troops defeated Tecumseh's forces at the Battle of Tippecanoe, it is said that he placed a curse upon the office of presidency. Now, Just the very job? Like yes. The jo- that's crazy. So it's a very specific curse, okay? And here's what it is. Starting in the year 1840, presidents that were elected to office in years ending in zero, so in multiples of 20, every fourth president, yeah, or uh, every fifth president, sorry, if it was a one-term thing. The ones from zero. They would die in office. So in the 20th year of the voting cycle, that person would die in office. And it started with William Henry Harrison being elected in 1840, and he caught a cold during his inauguration and died of pneumonia on April 4th, 1841. Yeah, he could have just given, like, the, the abridged version of that speech, I feel like. Oh, yeah, you know? he could have. Um, Abe Lincoln, just talked about him, elected in 1860. Blam, shot to the face. Bammo. James Garfield was elected president in 1880. Charles Guiteau shot him in July of 1981. Garfield died several months later from complications of the gunshot wound. Oh, eighteen eighty. Did I say the wrong year? My bad. Everything's 1981. My bad, 1881. William McKinley was elected president in 1896. Now I know what you're thinking. What the fuck? He was re-elected in 1900. Oh, good Lord. On September 6th, 1901, McKinley was shot by Leon F. Kuzulkin. Who cares? He's a criminal. Kazol Joseph. I don't Cannoli? fucking know. 
uh, C-Z-O-L-G-O-Z-S-Z. Fuck Kizol- that. Um, the president's dead. How could you be yeah, <laughs> worrying about this man's name? Uh, so on September 6th, he was shot. He died on September 14th, 1901. Three years after Warren G. Harding was elected president in 1920, he died of... It's speculated either a heart attack or a stroke while traveling to San Francisco. That guy was making up his own language and shit, yeah. FDR was elected in 1932, re-elected in 36, re-elected in 40, and re-elected in 44. So it kind of split the curse a little bit, but he died in office in 1945 of a cerebral hemorrhage. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Then 1960, JFK, blam, shot to the face. Boom. Now, just did that. this is where it gets cool. 1980, Ronald Reagan gets in. What happens to Reagan in 81? Blam! Shot to the chest. He survives, though. He did. He survives. He yeah. breaks that curse. He's dead now, but that it didn't happen in office. No, he Ronald Reagan breaks this curse. And don't get me wrong. It, it's You're like, ah, whatever. This curse lasted for 200 and, or 140 years, not 200. It's sorry. quite a long time. George Bush in 2000 was elected. The curse did not affect him. However, he did get a shoe thrown at him. He did get a shoe thrown at him. Possible assassination (laughs) attempt. I don't know. But the curse is gaining more attention because in 2020, Joe Biden was elected. And we all know he's probably the least healthy president we've ever seen. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Was it you that sent me the TikTok that was like him meeting the Pope? And he's like, you're a great African-American baseball player. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what comes up behind him is just like, he's not African-American nor a baseball player. And the Pope's <laughs> just like, like, okay. He's like, yes, 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 of course. <laughs> yeah, I... Um, We're doomed. Yeah. Yeah, so that that is the curse of Tippecanoe. Tippecanoe. Um, that, it's weird. Uh, it's been broken by Ronald Reagan. But I'm not sure how long it's going to stay broken, if you know what I'm oh, saying. Oh, who knows? Maybe maybe Joe's gone. Yeah, maybe. You never maybe know. Maybe he died a couple years ago. We will see what happens. Who knows? All right. All right. The last one I have is is a, is the conjure chest. Ooh. Now, like I said, it has to do with slaves somewhat. All right. So this one's kind of short. But in the mid-17th century, a man, uh, a man named Jeremiah Graham tasked one of his many slaves to construct a chest for his firstborn son. Son wasn't born yet. He was like, i got to get a chest for this kid. I'm going to make a slave make it. So he did as he was told, the slave, that is. Uh, but Graham was displeased with the quality of work. Graham then apparently had a... Re- who had, all right, so Graham, who apparently had a reputation for his cruelty towards his slaves, then beat the slave to death in front of the others. Wow. He's like, this chest I had you make sucks. And then he killed him by beating him to death. So the rest of the slaves, they were kind of fed up with this. Um, uh, You know, Graham's impossible standards and cruel practices. They placed a curse on the chest by smearing some owl's blood across one of the drawers and eliciting help from a, quote, conjure man. Conjureman. Conjureman. So, uh, Graham, who, uh, despite his beating of the slave to death who made the chest, he kept the chest. Okay. He still gave it to his son. So his firstborn son then went on to die shortly after birth. Ha-ha. Isn't that just... Uh-huh. Yeah. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
So Graham then gave the chest to his brother. Not uh, not the, the firstborn son's brother. He was the firstborn son, for Christ's sake. It was Graham's own brother. He gave it to his brother. Okay. Uh, who was quickly thereafter stabbed to death by one of his servants. Ouch. Maybe a coincidence. Who knows? The chest was then forgotten, having been placed in an attic. That is, until a later member of the family placed her wedding dress in the chest. All right? Not good. And soon after she was married, uh, her soon after her and her fiancé married, her husband died. All right? Again, maybe it's a coincidence. Who knows? Never know. But the chest then went to be held accountable for a total of 18 deaths. Jesus, that's a lot of deaths. <laughs> it happened fucking 15 more times. All of the victims had only one thing in common, and that was making the innocent and deadly mistake of placing their clothes in the chest at one time or another. Damn. Okay. Right? So anyone who puts clothes in there and then wears them, oh, you're fucking done. You're yeah, done, a little kid. bit. Yeah. Today, the chest resides in the Kentucky Historical Society's Museum, and I believe at one point or another, it was in possession of our good friend Zach Baggins. Zach well. Baggins. Zach Baggins. I'm in. To this day, owl feathers are kept in the top drawer, which is where the blood was smeared, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In an attempt to keep the effects of the curse at bay. Okay. Did the conjure work? chest. That's it. <laughs> That's it. it just, it's a chest that kills people. I mean, yeah, that's all you really fucking need. That's you all know? you need from a chest is to kill people. No, you do need You do that. need it, Mitch. You need death chests. Everybody should have a death chest just in case. It's in the back of your mind. You need it. You're ready. You got it. Okay. Say, hey, go put your socks in there, you say to your enemy. Yeah, that'd be great. You know? But yeah, those, that's, the, that's uh, the curses we got. for. Some of them are curses. Some of them are just weird. Most um, of mine were just like hauntings. But yeah, that but the 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 chest though. Some that's could argue cursed. that a curse is just a haunting, you know? What's who, more haunting than a curse? Who would argue against that? If you're being haunted, haunted. Yeah, that's a curse, yeah. man. But yeah, that's um I I I thought there was some, there were some good ones in there. We're kind of curses are hard because I mean, the big ones, yeah, we've talked about them. You know? yeah. We all know these. I kind of like, I mean, like we always do this for every episode where we just do our own research and then come together and just talk. Yeah. But like, I like how we had very differing like understandings of what we meant by curse. Yeah, we all we we both like different ways. Yeah, yeah. It worked know. well. It melded. It, we did, We really stuck with the, the, the curses come from the past, man. There's not that many great uh contemporary curses you know yeah but i guess that's sort of the point of the curse is it takes time to develop and become a curse um that's just me though i don't know curses are a slow brew oh absolutely they're they're fucking they're tough to handle man they're you gotta wrangle those things i'm sure there's some in the works you know oh, i guarantee it. life itself wouldn't jip us out of such you know interesting things to talk about and experience no absolutely not i guarantee you at least i would hope not that Tricky bitch life. We'll have some interesting curses for you in a hundred years, but if we're still alive, if we go to Alcor Life Extension programs, well, you're definitely going there. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll have some new ones. We talk about it. And it'll be great. But I think until then, that's pretty much the episode. That's the episode. Yeah. So thank. Sorry again uh, for last week. You know, life happened and all that. 
Also, yesterday, life happened as well. Yeah, we're, so, we're, we're just being pushed back to the limits. Yeah. Well, well we made it. We, we always did. do. We're here. We recorded an episode. After this, we're going to do the Patreon and apologize profusely to them. Probably not. Maybe once at the beginning. Uh, probably not at all. Probably you know not why? at all. Because, you know, if they they are on the Patreon, they're on here. They're listening. So you guys know. Sorry. Yeah, well, you already know. You're listening to this first. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Oh. But, yeah, I um I have to say thank you guys for listening. Yeah, we as always. We will be back uh, on Monday with another episode. Yeah. So be prepared for that one, and it'll be a good run. I guarantee it. Yeah, Monday. And then also Friday. We're back on the regular schedule oh, yeah. after Monday. I mean, don't even, wor- don't even fret about that one, guys. Yeah. That's good. But in the meantime, you can follow us on all the shit. Uh, it's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Again, Instagram is probably the best place to contact us at. Also, email, startacult at gmail.com. We're also on YouTube. You can like and subscribe there. There is a, a link to the Patreon below, which we're going to do an episode for right fucking now. You got that And right. you can go and listen to it. Got that right, Buster. You know, just a bunch of tears, and we'll give you a shirt and all that shit. Not the bad tears, but the ones that represent levels. The ones that spelled with the eye, not that come from the eye. Yeah. And what, what was, what's the TikTok? I'm on TikTok. I'm obsessed with it now. I think it's Wasak underscore pod. Yep. W-A-S-A-C underscore pod. Go follow that. Yeah, go check it out. You know, do something with it. But anyway, yeah, that was Grant. I'm Jake, and Mitch was here. He came in about halfway through, and uh, we are starting a cult. Bye, guys. Yeah, goodbye. Bananas. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.